Hey, what's going on, friends? Uh, I hope you're having a great Wednesday. I come to you today with my thoughts. My thoughts on something that was released. I am not sure if you've been up to date, but apparently the state of Pennsylvania has released a 900-page report on 70 years of sex abuse, <sighs> which is not surprising. But furthermore, I want to talk about how I feel about this and why I think it happens and how it can be prevented and brought to a complete end. So, to bring you up to date, from what I've read, and I'm still reading through the documents because it is a lot, there is a list of men. Men who are under the profession of priests, right? They work for the church, the Catholic Church. These men are all being accused of sexual abuse towards minors, children, young, even as nine years old. I read one where one priest decided to impregnate a girl, very young, I think she was 13 or 15. After she gave birth, I'm lying to you. He got her pregnant, decided to marry her. After they give birth, they divorced. And the worst part about this story is when it's reported to the church, to, they do not take the steps to report it to the law enforcement. They work harder to keep the secrecy, the circle of secrecy as, as what they call it, to keep it from being exposed because we all know reputation is everything to the church to the schools to universities to businesses and things as such for example you might not have known this but in the scandal of john schneider with his uh exercising the free speech during a business conference call which makes no fucking sense to me uh, ever since that happened, they've taken his face off the box of Papa John's, of anything related to Papa John's. It is strictly now just a name. But that is irrelevant. So, folks, these priests for years, some deceased, some still alive, some still working, some no longer, were all involved in what you can call a cult a cult where they would force children to entertain to please them and then in return sell to the same child salvation for one example a nine-year-old boy was forced to perform oral sex on the priest the priest followed by rinsed the poor boy with holy water to rid him of his sins the boy to rid him of his sins <sighs> I'm not going to explain to you every story that I read for that will take much too long what I want to get to is the point which is this for so long have we trusted organizations and businesses have we entrusted them to take care of some things that we decide to not take care of what I see in this story, folks, is yes, there is a crime being committed, and it is not just the assault, it is the enablers, it is the 
allowing of this to proceed. Similar to when schools tell you if you see someone being a bully, you are just as guilty if you allow it to happen, right? They love to throw the shit on you, but when you throw that shit back at them, it's, uh-oh, put your hands in the air, caught your ass red-handed. Besides the obvious, what I see is the lack of fault being forced upon the parents. Now, it is not the parents' fault that this happened, but it is their fault that it happened, and I'll explain why. <sighs> I do not believe children lie. They might lie to avoid being punished, but that is completely subjective to their upbringing, right? A child may have had a snack before dinner, and he may feel forced to lie to the parents because if he feels like he doesn't, something bad happens. That I completely understand. But for a parent to ignore when something is wrong within their child, for a parent to say, I entrust the upbringing and raising of my child and I hand it over to you, the church. Please do what you can to raise a young, well-mannered uh, young adult basically to train them to go into society once they're of age the fault is in this my friends there is nothing that you cannot do that another person can there is nothing that you don't already have that someone cannot give you yes someone may give you money to fund something but ultimately you are asking for that there is nothing stopping you from earning your own. That is an example. Furthermore, to hand over the responsibility of raising your own child to another first is the crime. It is equivalent to giving up your child to a foster parent. But then you get upset at the foster parent for raising the child in a way that you would not have now you're upset because you're like i wouldn't have done that why did you teach him that <sighs> furthermore the fault is in trust when someone blindly trusts another person just because they tell them something when this man and woman that had a child decided to entrust the raising of their own to another man because it was a man that committed the crime which is not uncommon that is a different topic for another day but ultimately they entrusted the raising of their child to another man that is nowhere at all even qualified to teach or raise for you do not take your child to a dog training facility you take them to a daycare where people teach your child you cannot entrust, regardless of their profession, which really is all it is. A person cannot identify their own being with their profession. You are not how you make your money. How you make your money is an extension of your being. And if that is shitty, well, it's not the profession, it's you. There is nothing wrong with the church. The church should be a hope to those that seek it. But unfortunately, when people do not learn how to trust their gut instinct, they don't have confidence in how they can raise.
are fooled. They are fooled by another person who claims that they can do the parent's job much better. Furthermore, when it comes to religion, you cannot trust a person that says, God whispers to me so that I may speak unto you what he trusted me with. God has told me that you need to perform this. You need to donate this. You need to provide this. For only those worthy have access to the entrance of heaven. What I mean, friends, when I say that you cannot be given something that you already have, it is heaven and it is hell. It is not a place that you go to after you pass. For remember this, my friend. Freedom is not what you think it is. Freedom is the essence of spirit and soul. Freedom is not being confined to the laws of time. Freedom is not being trapped in the physical body. True, I have the freedom to get up right now and walk where I want to and do what I want with my time. But I am not free in the sense that I am only limited to today in 2018 on a Wednesday at this moment given the temperature and weather that I have. True freedom is when you are not bound by the laws of physics. True freedom is what we all seek, which is exactly what a person implies when they say, I need, I am searching for something to die for. We all are quote-unquote on a mission to look for something that we can devote our lives to for a reason that I'll go into further at another time because that's going to take way too much right now but you know what I mean we all seek something to give our life for so that it feels worthy for a person that does not help just feels worthless which is exactly what people say when they tell you that they want to help but they don't know how that can be guided that is no issue but what is issue is when someone tells you that you cannot get into heaven unless you do this for remember my friends if this God truly spoke to this one man this one person that claims to be a spokesperson for him but the same person tells you that God loves all and God is always around you, then I ask you, first, what God would allow this? Second, what God would give instructions to, mm, to play out the actions that have happened, the assaults? Um, what God will speak to one person but avoid speaking to you see here's the important things to remember my friends god is not a person god was never one person because if they are they are subject to the laws of time and physics and so they will die if god dies then where is our faith we believe god is always around but we have never met it the reason is because God is a representation of consciousness and consciousness is the driving force 
of everything alive. Humans, plants, bugs, animals. The same feeling you feel when you have a conversation with someone, that is consciousness that you feel, which you do not feel when you talk to someone that does not feel alive. This person seems rather dead. They are emotionless. Where is their soul? Who is their character? I do not know. I see the mask you are wearing. I see the profession, the profession that you take, but I see nothing else besides that. I see a shell. With that in mind, friends, the God you so worship is the limitless, the endless potential, the power that each and every one of you holds within. And what do I mean by that? For example, let's take the physical aspect of God, right? Jesus, crucified, gave his life. It is not he specifically that we honor. It is the, how do I word this very carefully? It is the respect that you have for someone that is willing to die for what they believe in. More so, a person that is willing to die in order to save a million more lives. One person that realizes that their own death is not as significant as a million would be. Because this one person realizes that they are no special, that they are no above their neighbor, their friend because every man is capable of doing the same thing. Whether you feel like it or not is completely based on how you were raised and how you feel about yourself. But ultimately, there is no thing that you can't do that God cannot. You have the ability to heal, you have the ability to reach, you have the ability to protect, more so the ability to give life. That is where things start taking a turn, right? Only women can give life. So what does that truly speak of consciousness and God? Why not men? Why, and this is a different topic, but men are tools used to carry out the deeds of mother nature. Same thing as animals, same thing as bugs. We are no special, but yet we are the most special because we can decide what to do. Other animals act as soldiers troops that carry out their deeds until they die so is the bee so are the fish so are any other animals you can think of they will give their lives to finish and meet their purpose but we can decide what we decide is our purpose right we can choose what we live for i'm getting off track but ultimately the days of people entrusting their fate onto the hands of another are no more. Why? Because things that do not work out die out. Such is the rule of uh, Darwinism, I think it is. Yeah, that sounds right. But you know what I mean. The things that don't work out are destined to fade away. Why should they last? What gives you the right to continue if you serve no purpose other than your own? You know what I mean by that. So to further explain on that, to, uh, to build on that. 
no church, no religion, no person, no man, no woman. God damn it, plane. I'm sorry, guys. I'm outside right now. And, uh... Sorry, guys. Geico thought it was important to hire someone to fly over me with a banner saying Geico has 75 years worth of savings experience. But yet, Geico still feels the need to market in the sky where nobody fucking pays attention. Do not mind me. As I was saying, no person can take from you the rights of passage to heaven. No person can decide your fate for you, for only you have that choice. Only you can fix your own problems as it should be, and you should be thankful because, as we all know, trying to fix another person's problem is like running headfirst into a wall. You cannot do for them what they do not wish to do for themselves. That brings me to my final point. The issue is not religion. The issue is no church. The issue is when we trust our lives in the hands of another. When we think that we like the power that another appears to have. They fake it. They wear the mask. They wear the mask of a priest. Regardless of the profession you are, because this can be applied to any business that you might think of, you are not who you seem to be. And in 2018, at a much higher rate than ever, are people refusing to believe numbers, results, logic. More than ever, do people have to start trusting in themselves for remember this forever if God is not perfect and you are not perfect and God does not make mistakes but he always always admits mistakes what I mean by not making mistakes is everything has a reason and so what you might consider a mistake is really just a lesson that is yet to be learned. That is what I mean by you make no mistake. If God is not perfect and if you are not perfect, what does that say about you? How different are you from God? Be very close. I mean, I'm sorry. Pay very close attention at my lack of using men or women to identify God. At least not yet. Uh, I had to make this small episode, friends, because it is very frustrating to meet adults, to meet adults older than me, that swear they know what is right, they swear they know what is best, but the only proof that they have for this is they tell me they are of age, they are older, they have experience, they pay the bills, they were here before me. You know what? That's not good enough. And if that's the only reason you have, then your opinion matters not.